0: Hello, it's another episode of D-List of the Podcast. I'm Michael Kay.
1: And I'm Allison.
0: So I'd like to start this show by asking us all to look up at the universe and find the brightest star in the galaxy. And I can't do that right now since it's still light outside, which is weird. Because of Daylight Savings.
1: That's true. Well, it's pitch black for me, so I have my selection of
0: stars. You can do that, yeah. For me, it's not yet. I mean, it usually gets dark at lunchtimes, but for some reason the sun is still out. But uh, anyways, find the brightest star and bow down because that star is the legendary treasure, Walter Mercado, who died of kidney failure in San Juan over the weekend. Mm -hmm. Some say he was 88, Some say he was 87. I say he was an ageless jewel.
1: Yeah, age is nothing but an irrelevant number in this case.
0: Exactly. And if you're uneducated in the subject of Walter Mercado, then um, please go back to school. Mm -hmm. But Walter Mercado was an icon in Latin households. Mm -hmm. He had his own show on Univision for years and was an astrologer who read predictions and draped himself in rhinestones, opulence and glamour while doing so. Many have called him the Puerto Rican Liberace, but I say he was in a class of glamour all on his own.
1: Michael, I have a question. So you used to watch Walter Mercado when you were younger?
0: Well, Maya Belita, she watched TV all day long. I mean, from morning until night. She's my idol. And I don't really remember her watching Walter Mercado. Like, she was more about novellas. Okay. But I'm sure she did. She had to have. And I'm sure I watched with her at some point, because I watched TV with her all day long, too. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure she thought he was straight. (laughs) Like, he never talked about his sexuality, so who knows? And honestly, his true love is the stars, so he's starosexual.
1: Yeah his love knows no human only celestial being
0: exactly only the planets
1: now michael but my question is there is a lot of charlatans out there who are in it for a quick buck and i'm not naming names but that blonde twink but (laughs) no like there you know how like some people they say that they're like a psychic but you know that they're not and then other people they say they're a psychic and you're like oh they for sure have some kind of Wiggle, like you know what I mean, like, like spooky spiritual thing. Do you think that Walter Mercado could really, like, really knew what he was
0: doing? Well, he was an astrologer, and yes, <laughs> I have to say yes, because he's Walter Mercado. He would never lie to me. No. He knew how to read the stars because he was a star. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I will miss Walter Mercado. So, good night, sweet star queen. <laughs> Rest in peace. So now we're going to talk about a huge story that shocked everyone and shocked everyone so much. It was trending on Twitter for a while.
1: Yeah, I got I got severe head trauma, actually, because when I read this, I passed out so hard. I hit my head on the corner of my desk. In, like, three places on the way down. I spent the morning at the hospital, and now I'm home. i recovered Well,
0: like, Leonardo DiCaprio is probably still in the hospital with shock because mm-hmm. he definitely passed out. Because he didn't probably think it was possible to fuck a 46-year-old woman. Like, no. he thinks, like, the vagina falls off at 25. So this, was, this is just brand new to him. This is crazy. So what we're talking about is Keanu Reeves and his girlfriend, artist, uh, um, Alexandra Grant. He's 55. She's 46. So they made their public debut as a couple at a LACMA art event thing in Los Angeles over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, they hit the carpet together and posed while holding hands. I mean, I thought she was Helen Mirren at first.
1: Yeah, I thought that she was like a, a Helen Mirren hyra like you know, where it's like, okay, well, we can't get Helen Mirren at this event, but We're going to hire this person. And if they walk fast enough past the photographers, she might
0: convince someone to tell the mirror. Oh, even if even like not walking fast, I was like, is that Helen Marin? And suddenly like Helen Marin and Keanu Reeves became my new favorite couple.
1: Oh yeah. That's a power couple.
0: Definitely. this, this This is a
1: good backup. This is a good backup.
0: So I'll give you a little history about them. So they met in 2009 and worked together in 2011 when she did the illustrations for his book. They worked again together in 2016 on another book of his. Mm -hmm. In 2017, they co-founded an art publishing house together Mm -hmm. that publishes art books, duh. They've also been seen on dates around LA recently. So a source tells People Magazine that Keanu and Alexandra started dating earlier this year And he's happy and wants to openly share his life with her, which is why they held hands at that LACMA thing.
1: Aww, that's really cute. This is charming me. (laughs) It really is. It's like
0: really cute. It's a a love story that's hitting you. Mm -hmm. So since Keanu is the internet's boyfriend, hearts broke, and others praised him for dating a woman around his age— and then others kind of laughed at how low the bar is that we're praising a man for not dating an eighteen-year-old. Yep. Since like Richard Gere is seventy, his wife is thirty-six. Dennis Quaid is in, who's sixty-five is engaged to a twenty-six-year-old. Peter Cook, who is sixty, is engaged to a twenty-one-year-old. So basically, we're used to seeing old dudes, old grandpas with younguns.
1: Yeah, but isn't like I feel I don't know Keanu Reeves personally. But, unfortunately
0: sorry for you it's just... sorry for me too because if you knew him you would introduce him to me so sorry for all of us
1: but like i think the internet rumor about keanu reeves is that he's like a decent normal guy like he's the most like there's like hollywood normal which is still like regular person weird but i think that keanu reeves is legitimately normal that by, we know of i want yeah but I don't, I don't think he's got any like weird freaky secrets And you know, if he is, he's sharing them with his girlfriend. So again, good for him. But um, I kind of will claim ownership over the fact that Keanu Reeves is Canadian. And I think it takes takes the sun and moon aligning in a certain way to make a really weird Canadian, which would explain Justin Bieber.
0: Justin Bieber and... Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds and jim carrey randy, quaid. randy he, quaid he we can consider him Canadian.
1: Yeah, yeah, sure <laughs> yeah we'll
0: take him. he's yours now
1: <laughs> yeah it's the trade-off for you guys getting bieber but what i'm trying to say is i think that Keena reese is a very normal guy so i think for him he'd be like well i want to talk to somebody who doesn't know about the point break remake um i want to talk to somebody who like has the same references as me um, who can stay out past ten o'clock? Who can go to a bar without using a fake
0: ID? Like, I feel like that's that matters to him. I'm assuming because I'm cu- I'm curious because like when we were talking about Dennis Quaid and his mm-hmm. you know 26 year old girlfriend, I think you said gross.
1: Oh, I would have said like gross, yuck,
0: barf. I think yeah, you said something sure. like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. So well, you think like an old dude dating a 20 something is wrong?
1: Well. I don't necessarily think it's wrong, but I do think it's gross. And here's why is because I feel like with, with guys, you can be in your 20s and you can date anyone and you can be in your 30s and date anyone and like 40s, 50s, 60s, right? You can date anyone and it's never weird. But I feel like with women, we're only given a certain window of opportunity and to like to like gross people, like not gross, but like to people like Dennis Quaid, our window of like hotness is basically
0: in our 20s. Okay. So, so it's kind of, so yeah, because I've always felt, you know, you're, both consenting adults and you're both of age yeah
1: it's like that's it's fine. fine yeah but there's no, there's no weird like power thing like it's like yeah if you're 21 yeah. you want to date a 65 year old go ahead like that's fine
0: but so you're saying because it's like hollywood the fast fashion industry you know society as a whole have looked as women as being like you said past their prime when they're like 25 and need yeah. to be put out to pasture. So it's like seeing a six-year-old dating a 21-year-old reiterates that.
1: Yeah, it's the same. Okay. It's the same yeah. joke that we have about Leonardo DiCaprio only dating girls who are like 22. It's like it's a, it's the days and confused joke where it's like they will get older, but the window always stays the same. It's always like 22 to 26. Yeah. So yeah. to see Keanu Reeves, who is super hot has a good career like he what i'm trying to say is he could get any number of 22 year old girls that's not a hard thing to do but what he's saying is like i don't have i don't have to do that like i can actually date someone my age and well i mean nine years younger than him she's still younger than him But like yeah i don't know i'm not vocalizing myself properly
0: But see, yeah, like you said, like I'm too shook shook by this relationship, obviously. Well, I get why like oldies hook up with hot, you know, youngsters, Mm -hmm. but I don't know if I could do it. So let let's say I woke up tomorrow and I was famous and had zillions of dollars, like my dating pool would open right up. Mm -hmm. Like I might be able to date some like young young, hot Instagram thought with pack abs, right?
1: But Michael, you are young and hot.
0: Uh, thank you, but go to Lenscrafters <laughs> right after we record this. So, anyways, so I, but I don't like. I don't know if I'm conceited or. Oh my god! By the way, conceited is one of my favorite words <laughs> because, like, when I was a a kid or like you know a teenager, yeah. my chola cousins and my mm-hmm. friends would they love the word conceited? Like, you're so conceited. So anyways, conceited is a good word. So like I don't know if I could get off with someone who I knew was not attracted to me and was only, you know, slurping on my old man balls because I can pay their credit card bill.
1: Yeah. I wouldn't
0: really be into that. Now, the other way around is a different story. But being the old one with some young hot thing who was only using me for my money, that would be... I mean, I just... Yeah. So I get what you're saying about Keanu.
1: Well, I think it. Te- I think what it does is it tells someone, and again, it's not bad. It's just like, that's what you're into. But I think what it's doing is it's telling people, this is what's important to me. Like, young, tight, hot, you know what I mean? As Who cares that like, they're
0: just using me? Yeah, I don't
1: care if they're using me for money or... Fame or know, whatever. For Exactly. And, I mean, let's face it. Like, I don't know. If I was like 22 and I started dating... A sixty. 65- well, here, look. I'm going to be real honest for a second. When I was in my twenties, I used to work at this like fancy restaurant that like um, like day traders and lawyers used to go to all the time. Okay. And I was like, you know what? If I get dressed up enough, I bet that I could probably get like a f- like fifty year old boyfriend. And by boyfriend, of course, I mean sugar daddy. Yeah. And, but like, of course, I didn't. Because if you saw pictures of me in my 20s, you'd be like, okay, well, you still look like you still look like a married mother of like three kids who lives in the suburbs. So it just didn't work out for me. But <laughs> like, they're like, are you here to pick up your daughter who works here? I'm like, oh, please don't. But what I'm trying to say is I wasn't going into it being like, you know, what? I'm going to find the love of my life. I was like, I'm going to find somebody who can make sure that my phone doesn't get cut off for the third time. So... And those guys would probably have been fine with it because he'd be like, "Well, you're
0: we're gonna, all getting something out of yeah, it." Yeah,
1: exactly. Like I have a young girlfriend, whatever.
0: And some might be delusional to think that you like him for him. And sometimes, yeah. maybe you would.
1: Yeah, maybe I would, but I I couldn't deny the fact
0: that I would like have nothing to talk to them about.
1: Or like you only thing to talk
0: th- about. this is my bank account number <laughs> with routing number. <laughs> yeah. this, this is my credit card company. Write them. A check. Yeah.
1: I'd be like, all right, this March break, are we going to go to Florida or are we going to go to Arizona? Florida. Oh, it's always Arizona. The answer is always Arizona. It's always Arizona.
0: But so, yeah, congratulations to Alexandra Grant for getting to do Keanu Reeves. And congratulations to... Keanu Reeves for getting to do American Helen Mirren Mm -hmm. and for also being undefeated when it comes to mostly being problematic because I'm sure there's something.
1: I mean, wasn't his... Don't people consider his accent in Bram Stoker's Dracula pretty bad?
0: Yes. Well, that's a a mark against him. I've seen
1: many strange things already. Bloody wolves chasing me through some blue inferno. So we're going to move on from who... A famous person is dating to who a famous person is also dating technically so i'll explain emma watson who you will either know as hermione granger from harry potter or bell from that beauty and the beast live action movie
0: or the the movie that delisted made its uh, feature film debut it's true the bling ring the bling ring yeah
1: the bling ring is a legitimately good movie by the way it's not bad. It's good.
0: I, I don't I haven't seen it in a while so I don't know. It's good. It's, it's worth a rewatch.
1: Anyway, so Emma Watson. So Emma Watson turns 30 in April,
0: which oh my god, my armpit hair has turned gray. Yeah. I know that, like Emma Watson is 30 years old.
1: I know I got like a new wrinkle around my eye when I like rubbed my eyes in shock like what? <laughs> so, um she's do, she, you're going to be hearing a bit of her right now because she's out there promoting Little Women. Which comes out this Christmas time. So, um, in Little Women she plays Meg March, who is the oldest sister
0: who gets married and has babies. Who is that in the um nineties, Little Women? Um Winona Ryder. Oh, okay.
1: So I wanted I wanted to say Tina um Tina Majorino, but I'm like, that's not who it is. That's Napoleon Diamond. It's Not Claire Danes. Trini Trini Alvarado. Alvarado. Okay. Yes. So not Tina Majorino. (laughs) Shout out to Tina Majorino. (laughs) So that's who she plays. And so of course they're talking about like you know um, the sort of things that start talking about when you turn thirty, where people you know are like, here's the check marks you have to have. You have to like own a home and have a husband and have babies. And some people think like this. Some people don't. But. Some old-fashioned types do. So she was kind of like, why does everyone make... I'm quoting, by the way. I'm not just like, why does everyone... So why does everyone make such a big fuss about turning 30? This is not a big deal. Cut to 29, and I'm like, oh my God, I feel so stressed and anxious. And I realize it's because there's suddenly this bloody influx of subliminal messaging around. So then she says that she... Like, she's 29 going on 30, and she isn't anywhere close to this because she's single. So um, she said... I never believed the whole I'm happy single spiel. I was like, this is totally spiel. It took me a long time, but I'm very happy being single. But she doesn't say that she's single. She says, I call it being self-partnered. So okay. Emma Watson is dating herself right now. But she said that she also is dating other people. Like her, She has regular non-Hollywood friends who set her up with people and she goes on dates but right now she is self-partnered yeah i don't know i've never obviously i've never heard of the term self-partnered i think
0: she made it up oh yeah she totally make it up and it's very like goop like it's like consciously self-coupled
1: yeah it's taking a word that doesn't need a special phrase like single single works it's a good word like there's a reason
0: why there's a show called living single and not living self-partnered i mean i kind of get what she's saying like she's i guess single can kind of mean like you're alone but you're looking
1: yeah and also i mean i understand though
0: and she's not looking right
1: no she's not like she's not in it to win it so to speak she's not like out there being like gotta get a man gotta get a man like she's like i'm single i'm fine
0: but also the thing is she's saying like she's content with, yeah. you know, not having a partner, then why do you care if someone calls you single or a lonely, miserable spinster or whatever? Like, if you're content, who fucking cares? Yeah,
1: self-partnered to me sounds like the kind of word that you make up when you have an aunt at Thanksgiving that won't stop bothering you about being single. Like, I have a friend you can date, you
0: know, clock's ticking. I mean, I get it. You know, she's almost turning 30. She can <laughs> identify as however she wants and if she wants to call you know herself self-partnered I get it but I like that doesn't work for me because it sounds like the last person I want to be my partner is myself (laughs) like I don't want to partner up with myself like I've fucked that bitch enough I'd like to fuck some others so that doesn't work for me
1: yeah also I don't like anything that reminds me of like self-partnered sounds like when you're waiting in line at a amusement park and you're in the, like, one-person lineup. You know what I'm talking about?
0: Yeah, like self-checkout?
1: Yeah, kind of, where they're, like, lonely riders. Like, and you're just like, yes, I'm in the self-partnered line. I'll send oh, anyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's, it's worse than single.
0: <laughs> yeah, it kind of is, but good for her. So we're recording this on November 5th, mm-hmm. and that means that there's 50 days until Christmas. Only that's, 50. Oh, my God, that's a lot of days, Allison. I've
1: got so much but, stuff to do.
0: Oh, my God. But, yeah. For you, it's not a lot of days, and a lot of people agree with you because Christmas trees are up, Christmas songs are playing, and tis the damn season. Mm-hmm. So many think that Mariah Carey is the queen of Christmas, which poor Mrs. Claus. I know. Like she she gets, gets the fucking shaft. Every year. So because uh, they think that because, like, Mariah loves the holidays, she loves Christmas, and she has made approximately... I'm lowballing here. Nine zillion dollars from All I Want for Christmas is You. Mm -hmm. So she's also doing a holiday tour this year. She has a deluxe Christmas album coming out. And as listener Agnieszka pointed out to us, she did an Amazon wish list with all her Christmas gift ideas on it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Her list is pretty boring. Did you see this list?
1: I saw a couple things and it wasn't really, it didn't scream Mariah to me.
0: No, there's no diamonds. There's not a gold yacht. There's no real life unicorn. Uh, She didn't put that list together.
1: I didn't think I saw any champagne on it.
0: There were were like diamond-ish champagne glasses, but you know she's not using that shit. She's using champagne glasses with real diamonds on them and in them. Yeah. There was like a diffuser. I'm like, she's not using a diffuser. No. Anyways. So yeah, she makes tons of money during the holiday season. And I love Christmas too, if I was her. So in the days leading up to Halloween, Mariah tweeted a video of her saying not yet about the Christmas holiday, meaning Mm -hmm. it's not time to start celebrating Christmas. And then on October 31st, she tweeted another video of her in her Halloween costume holding her phone, and the clock changes to 12 o'clock on November 1st. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, this video is like a movie, this video is like, Twitter video is like a movie. And then it cuts to her in holiday pajamas, and Santa's calling her on her phone. She picks up and says, it's time. It's time. (laughs) And I love that she's telling Santa Claus that it's time, like Santa's her bitch. Santa works for her.
1: She should get married to Santa. I'm just throwing that idea out there. Do you want her to wreck,
0: Mrs. Claus?
1: You know what? It's not homewrecking if it's meant to be.
0: You're right. Yeah, That's a good point. <laughs> so according to Mariah, November 1st is the right time to start celebrating Christmas. But this has always been a never-ending debate, and it will continue to be. Some say October. Others say November 1st. October. Some say after American Thanksgiving. Yeah, some say October. Some say, I mean, all year round. Like, if you're my mom, you celebrate all year round, and only because you don't want to take off the Christmas lights on your house. And, like, she used to, like, our Christmas trees with tinsel and everything on it, she used to, instead of throwing them away, plant them in the backyard, thinking that they were like... (laughs) (laughs) So we had all these, like, dead... Christmas trees with tinsel <laughs> on them. It was art, honestly. So I've seen many, many, many articles on this. And again, like everybody says something different. But yeah. Allison, when do you start? I know, I think I know the answer to this. You kind of said the answer earlier. You tell me. You, right now?
1: November 1st, baby.
0: You put your tree up on November 1st?
1: No. So I don't put the tree up because I always have a real tree and you can't wait.
0: You're all like for the environment and you have a real tree.
1: Yeah, because listen, Michael, I come <laughs> Listen, I come from a family of Christmas tree salespeople.
0: Taylor Swift, is that you? <laughs> yeah.
1: No, so Allison my... Allison Swift. Well, her middle name is Allison. So, oh no, but I didn't know. It's not a Christmas tree farm. Um, my great grandpa started selling Christmas trees a long time ago. Anyways, so I've always had a real tree. Whenever I've had, like, an artificial tree, it always makes – it's re- it's a real bummer to me. So I don't – okay, so I celebrate Christmas. I start celebrating Christmas November 1st, but I do not get my tree until the weekend of American Thanksgiving.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's when I think most people do it. Yeah,
1: I think it's very common to put up your tree. It's, like, it gives you a full month of Christmas, which I think is nice. And, um, yeah, and then your tree doesn't get all dry and become like a fire hazard. Because remember, folks, your tree can get too dry and go up in flames. Um, but
0: November, yeah, but not if you get a fake one. Then you can put that up in September.
1: You, yeah, you can keep Christmas in your heart year in your living room year-round. Yeah. But, yeah, for me, it's November 1st. That's when I, like, listen to Christmas music and start thinking about Christmas things. And what do you? What day do you think is acceptable to start thinking about Christmas?
0: Well, I mean, we don't have any like little kids in my immediate family, and I okay. always think like Christmas is for little kids. It is. So we, I mean, many Christmases, recent Christmases, we don't put up the tree until December twenty fourth. What? Like, oh my we god! Spend, what? We spend our Christmas Eve. Well, we get a fake tree. We love the environment, unlike you. But we, <laughs> <laughs> we like, we spend our Christmas Eve decorating the tree, and then we leave it up a. You know, leave it up for a week, take it down.
1: Leave it up till Easter. <laughs>
0: that it's like Jesus <laughs> goes away after three days after Easter. But acceptable. Like, I feel like whenever you want. But do I want to hear Christmas music in a store on November 1st? No. Do I want to see displays? No, but I'll deal with it. And if I have a nervous breakdown and like start breaking them all and going crazy, I can sue Mariah since she said November 1st.
1: I'm pretty sure that she probably has a, a lawsuit somewhere in that Amazon
0: list. Okay, this is where Allison and I go over five stories starting with 9 to 5. So last year, Dolly Parton, Jane Fonda, and Lily Tomlin said that they were working on a 9 to 5 sequel that would bring the story into the now The idea was to have a new trio of ladies fighting a boss in the Me Too era, and Dolly, Jane, and Lily would mentor them. Rashida Jones was working on the script along with original writer Patricia Resnick, but Dolly recently told Entertainment Tonight that they couldn't get the script right. It was too similar to the first movie, so it's off for now. Mm -hmm. Dolly said that the three of them may work together on something in the future, but it's not going to be a 9 to 5 sequel.
1: No. And you know what? Even if they, I think this is the right time, because even if they didn't, even if they did get the script right, it would be impossible to film it. Because it's like, you can't get Jane Fonda on set when she's spending so much time in police custody. Yeah. Because she's protesting climate change. No, but really, the only way it would work is if they called the movie, like the sequel, five to nine, and they shot it from outside her holding cell between the hours
0: of 5 p.m. and 9 p.m. Okay, that reminds me. So, like, okay. in the early, early days of uh, uh, on April 1st...
1: <laughs> I remember this. <laughs> I
0: wrote a bunch of fake stories. Yeah. So, there were, like, at the time, there were, like, new pictures of Dolly, Jane, and Lily, like, at the anniversary of 9 to 5 or right. something like that. So, I did a story about how they're working on the sequel called 10 to 6, yeah. Because everybody works later now and I still get emails about that like people asking me I guess they're, they Google 9 to 5 sequel and they find the post somehow which I don't know how it's buried but then they ask me like when is 10 to 6 happening which <laughs> I mean, sadly it's not it's not. A, it's, it's not a bad title for a sequel well now it's like 8 to 8 to death because we're <clears throat> working until we're dead. Okay, we already know that Robert Pattinson is playing the hipster Batman in The Batman, Mm -hmm. and Zoe Kravitz is Catwoman, and Jeffrey Wright is Commissioner Gordon. Mm -hmm. Paul Dano was also cast as the Riddler. The Hollywood Reporter says that Andy Serkis will play Alfred Pennyworth, and Colin Farrell will be the Penguin. Danny DeVito, of course, played the Penguin in Batman Returns.
1: Yes, Danny DeVito is perfect, but... I think this is great casting and anyone who has seen Colin Farrell's sex tape knows that it's a good fit because, oh,
0: I think this joke might be too gross. Well, why? Because, well, he's, Colin is too skinny and hot to play the penguin. But like you said, if you turn him upside down, his dick could be the (laughs) gnome.
1: That's, it's true. What I was going to say was much like a penguin, Colin is also known to dive head first and eat
0: fish. Does he do that in that sense? That's, that's like the main, I just remember yeah. that dick.
1: That's <laughs> I remember that screenshot of him going down on his lady partner.
0: Well, yeah, you're a lady, so you would that would be memorable to That would go up in my mind. I'm
1: like, mm, Colin Farrell, okay.
0: <laughs> so Emma Button, A.K.A. Baby Spice, was on Paulo Grady's show in the UK and said that while on tour, she wanted to send her man a sexy text, a sext, if you will. So she sent him a selfie of her boobs. But she was wearing a bra on it and wrote, I miss you. She realized she sent it to her mother and her mother laughed about it. But she was mortified.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, I really want to believe that her mother texted back. I know you spent two decades encouraging people to spice up their lives. But I think I'm going to
0: have to delete this. <laughs> well, I should hope she would delete it. But <laughs> well, like, yeah,
1: gross. that's my
0: that's my worst nightmare. Like, I'm tr- I try to be so careful not even sex, but just any text i try to like double check and that's like there There needs to be an app where you know when you are about to text a picture of your hole it asks it, like it pops up and asks you like are you sure you want to send a hole pic to the you know insert the person's name because the last thing i need is for my mom like to ask me why am i sending her a picture of a you know a gaping sinkhole that <laughs> would just that would ruin our relationship forever
1: that would ruin christmas eve tree decorating
0: forever Kristen stewart was on howard stern's serious xm show and talked about being with robert pattinson and called him her first love howard asked Kristen if she would have married him and she said she wanted to but she's never been a traditionalist you and rob pattinson had broken up sure was there a point you would have gotten married, do you think? I don't know. I wonder.
1: Imagine.
0: <laughs> I wanted to. Yeah, no. I mean, like, I think I've never if he been proposed, in any...
1: You would have been. you would have gotten married. I don't know. I think I'm not, like, s- a super-duper traditionalist, but at the same
0: time, I, like, uh, yeah, everything I've ever, every relationship I've ever been in, I thought that this was it. it. I've never, like, casually, I mean, maybe one or two. Do okay, you think Okay, I'm not you'll giving everyone that due, but, like, I've never really been the most casual person, you know? Do you think you'll get married? One day, yeah, for that, sure. That appeals to you, uh, like it never did, and yes, absolutely. Kristen is currently dating screenwriter Dil- Dylan My- Meyer, and they've been together for a few months.
1: Mm-hmm. You know what? I mean, it even if you know Kristen Stewart had married Robert Pattinson like ten years ago, and then I don't know how long it would have taken in that marriage for her to be like, "Whoops, I'm gay." They would have like gotten divorced, let's say 17 months later, but honestly, it still probably would have beat most people's like co star onset marriages. Like, I can, I would consider it a success.
0: Probably, but hello, Allison, bisexuality exists.
1: It's true. But she also <laughs> said on SNL that she is, quote, like really gay. So I'm, I'm going off of that. You're quoting her. Yeah.
0: But like I say, nice try Kristen Stewart and nice try you, Allison, because every hardcore twihard hard knows that Kristen and Robert Pattinson have been married in secret for years and are raising a five-year-old secret child together. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, go to Tumblr yeah. or don't or don't actually don't. So Richard Gere is 70 years old, and he married 36-year-old Alejandra Silva last year. Alejandra gave birth to their first child uh, together in February of this year. Nine months later, we're learning that she's pregnant again. This child will be her third and also be Richard's third as well. He has a 19-year-old son. Yeah. With somebody else.
1: Yeah. I heard that when they went to the doctor to confirm her pregnancy, the doctor was like, Congratulations, I don't have to give you a prostate exam at your next physical because obviously your old man penis still works. (laughs) Is that what he said? I'm quoting the doctor. Yeah, I'm quoting the doctor. It was live streamed on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, (laughs) being
0: okay, being any age with a screaming baby in the house sounds like a nightmare, but being. 70 with a screaming baby in the house sounds like a real nightmare. So to me, it's looking like Richard Gere is having little kids so that when he goes down to the pet store to buy gerbils, he can lie and say it's for his son. And we're talking about Richard Gere. Like I had to give the gerbils a shout out. Uh, We get emails from our lovely listeners so we're going to read a few letters from our mailbag in a segment we can call Letters letters from the ho bag. I like it. Although I'm the ho bag since I'm reading them. So the first one comes from listener Wendy, who wanted to share a poo story with us after I shared my poo story. I mean, we're basically all family sharing our shit stories. Yeah. So here we go. I want to tell you a little story about my husband, Bry. when he was about 14. So when he was around 14, he went on holiday with his three sisters and his mom and dad. They went to Greece for a couple of weeks. One night, Bry and one of his sisters managed to get out without the rest of their family. And back in the 80s, the Greeks didn't mind if there were teenagers getting drinks from the many bars out there. Bry and his sister were tall for their age. Anyway, they got fucking wasted on a drink called... Uzo. During the night, Bride copped off with a girl and decided they would leave the bar and get a taxi to a club. As soon as they left the bar and hit the fresh air, they felt super shit-faced, and Bride fell face-first on the pavement. He said he re- didn't really feel it. As he hit the pavement, he shit his pants. <laughs> he, he got, <laughs> He got in the taxi, and then the smell hit them, and the girls were asking, what's that smell? He said it must be dog shit. And said the taxi fucking stunk of shit. The girl he copped off with fucked him off. Anyway, the next morning he woke up and his sister was in the next bed woke up and started balking him, saying, oh my god, I can't believe you shit yourself in front of those girls. How embarrassing, etc. After a little while, his sister seemed to calm down super quick because she just farted and shit the bed as well. What? What? What is wrong with their bowels? I've never, that family's bowels.
1: I've drank uzo but it's never worked as like a poop maker on me. <laughs> Apparently uzo is like a better
0: Yeah, uh, you have to get shift laxative than flat tummy tea. Yeah. Oh yeah, we should but like he, Bri has nothing to be embarrassed about because he was 15 years old picking up tricks in the bar. Yeah, that's like who cares if I shit myself if if I got game at 14. <laughs>
1: No kidding. He could, like, he could have said in the car. She could have been like, what's that smell? And be like, guess what? I shit myself when I fell down. And she'd be like,
0: okay. Sure. <laughs> a real rebel. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So in a past episode, we talked about hiccup cures. Mm-hmm. And listener Wilma sent in this one from a medical journal. She sent in the link, and I'll read a little bit about this hiccup cure. Mm-hmm. So this is from this medical journal. A six-year-old man with acute pancreatitis developed persistent hiccups after insertion of a nasogastric tube. Removal of the latter did not terminate the hiccups, which had also been treated with different drugs, and several maneuvers were attempted, but with no success. Digital rectal massage was then performed, resulting in abrupt cessation of the hiccups. Recurrence of the hiccups occurred several hours later, and again, they were terminated immediately with digital rectal massage. No other recurrences were observed. This is the second reported case associating cessation of intractable hiccups with digital rectal massage. We suggest that this maneuver should be considered in cases of intractable hiccups before proceeding with uh, pharmacological agents. And that was really medical, so I probably fucked up many words. No, I could, I, I could, could practically be on ER.
1: Yeah. Also, that that guy was probably like, "Oh, I've got hiccups again." <laughs> Whatever will cure my hiccups?
0: Yeah. So basically, what they're saying is how you get rid of hiccups is you finger fuck yourself. Yeah. In the or, box.
1: I assu- no see. I assumed it was someone else doing it.
0: Well, you can do it yourself too. So I've heard, but. Like, who knew that John Travolta was a doctor and writing medical journals? I'm very impressed.
1: Allegedly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And finally, this note comes from listener Kathy, who wrote us a tale about the time she listened to us talk about butthole sunbathing. So she uh, writes, I often listen to your podcast just before I fall asleep. Okay, your soothing voices help me fall asleep, so it takes several plays before I've heard the entire episode. Soothing voices? Oh, Is she listening to the same thing? Well, you have a soothing voice. So last night, I was re-listening for the third or fourth time to the Miley is an Idiot episode. Just as I'm about to snore, I hear a faint knock on at the door. It's 11 p.m. and my house is dark and I freak out. My cat freaks out too. We both jump off the bed and I crank up the podcast so loud to make it sound like there are people, including a guy, in the house. And not just little old me. Oh my God, it feels so bush butch that I have a guy voice. Yeah. Or was she talking about you?
1: Oh, she's probably talking about me. <laughs>
0: I bring the phone near to the door and crank it up even louder. Then I listen. I hear Mark- Michael talking about buttholes and sunshine and pussy. And oh my God, should I keep playing it? What will the creepy, scary person outside think of me? I fumble around in the dark as Michael goes on and on and on about pussy and buttholes. And please don't have the music come on yet, but should I shut this off? Because oh my God. Who do they think lives here? I finally find my Doberman barking app and switch over to that just in case the music starts up and the jig is up. Now that it's a new day and the sun is out and I feel a bit safer, I ask myself, was that a neighbor who needed help? What the hell do they think of me now with all the buttholes and pussy? So I just wanted to say thanks for the bedtime stories and God help my poor neighbors who might have thought they could trust me at a time of need, but now know better. Or the would-be criminal who also knows better yeah Um, adt is shook allison
1: adt who adt stands for uh delisted something (laughs) (laughs) no really i mean i feel though like i want to believe that you know our dear listener was being protected but i also feel like the person outside of her house was like oh i know what podcast that is the person in here has
0: terrible taste i'm leaving (laughs) and now kathy's on a list yeah because of I was talking about butthole sunning.
1: Buttholes followed by a dog barking. They're like, I don't, <laughs> don't want to know what's going on in there.
0: You're right. <laughs> it's
1: like, oh, the dog's pretty aggressive. Something something doesn't feel right here. They like end up calling the police. They're like, hi, I know, so they're... I tried to break into this house, but uh, you're needed inside. There was a butthole
0: ones. talking. There was a dog barking. <laughs> Well, okay, I'm just, I'm
1: just glad she's safe and nothing happened.
0: Yeah, me too. So that brings us to the end of this episode. So if you've got a note for us for our mailbag or a question, email us at DTP at Delicit.com.
1: And Michael, can I give a quick shout out to pooh Oh, yes. So a couple episodes back when we were talking about our poo stories, um... Poopery reached out and asked, Can we send you some poopery? And I was like, Yeah, I'd love some poopery. I'll try that. And so, the kind people of poopery <laughs> sent me a box of poopery. And uh, so, thank you very much
0: to, to them. Did it work?
1: Yeah, my bathroom smells. Here's the thing on the label, when it says three to five sprays, they should put in brackets, like, we mean three to five, because I sprayed like 10 and.
0: Um, it smelled like a bath and body works
1: yeah it smelled like a bath and body works got diarrhea in my bathroom so but otherwise wonderful product thank you very much for sending it it's always a great day to get mail
0: so thank you to poopery and until next week merry christmas (laughs) happy new year bye bye